The U.S. has approved the potential sale of F-16 infrared search and track systems to Taiwan. The systems can be used on F-16 fighter jets, allowing them to detect aerial threats, including stealthy Chinese fighters. The proposed deal has an estimated total value of 500 million U.S. This is the 11th sale approved by the Biden administration and the third one so far this year. Taiwan is set to receive 66 F-16 Block 70 fighter jets from the U.S. by 2026, with the first slated for delivery next year. Although the jets have yet to arrive, the U.S. has already approved the sale of aircraft support systems. According to the U.S. Defense Security Cooperation Agency, the Department of State has authorized the sale of F-16 infrared search and track systems for a price of 500 million U.S. dollars. This is the 11th Taiwan's arms sale approved by the Biden administration and the third one this year. The U.S. has approved the sale of infrared search and track pods that can be installed on F-16B Block 70 fighter jets. This newest model can significantly boost the fighter jet's abilities to detect and track targets at long range, improving the effectiveness of air combat operations. The Ministry of National Defense would like to express its gratitude to the U.S. for this decision on the sale of arms for Taiwan. The Defense Ministry thanked the U.S. for authorizing the sale. The Presidential Office thanked the U.S. for continuing to fulfill its security commitments to Taiwan in accordance with the Taiwan Relations Act and the Six Assurances. It said Taiwan would continue to demonstrate its firm commitment to self-defense and bolstering its all-out defense capabilities to safeguard its national security. It added that Taiwan would also further strengthen its close defense partnership with the U.S. and continue to work with like-minded countries to maintain peace, stability, development and prosperity in the Taiwan Strait and in the Indo-Pacific region at large. Stealth fighter jets can be deceiving. They can refract radar waves and reflect them in a way that they can't be detected, so that makes it impossible to determine where the stealth fighter is. We don't currently have quantum radar or millimeter wave radar technology, so there is no way for us to have a full grasp on the location of stealth fighter jets, but these kinds of jets do emit heat. They can't reduce the heat they emit from their engines, so they can be detected using long-range infrared systems. The retired Air Force official says that infrared search and track pods will leave Chinese stealth fighter jets with nowhere to hide, greatly upgrading Taiwan's combat capabilities. He says that right now, a more pressing issue for Taiwan is finding pilots for its fleet. Through our current training program for F-16s, we are adding only two pilots a year on average. That, combined with Taiwan's declining birth rate, means training pilots is a very long process. Having enough pilots can sometimes be an even more critical issue than having the fighter jets. Boosting Taiwan's air defense capabilities and ensuring air superiority have become the top priority for the military amid China's constant provocations. Germany is pushing to pave the way for TSMC's new chip factory in Saxony. To address concerns about labor shortages, local authorities will open a center to train skilled personnel. In addition, Saxony will open liaison office in Taipei to facilitate exchanges. For many years, the German government has been trying to build up um, a semiconductor cluster. They also call it the Silicon Saxony. This is going to be a new success story. 
uh, and TSMC is welcome to be part of it, uh, and we're very happy to have this investment. You have to imagine that this uh, this new plant uh, for semiconductors that is planned in, in Dresden will need hundreds and maybe thousands of experts decided to to uh, initiate a training center for microtechnology. This is a strong ecosystem which will need in the next decades tens of thousands of employees, and this is what we're preparing. We want to open up a really long-lasting uh, hub between Taiwan and Saxony. That's why we're opening this office soon, that we have enough um, employees uh, in place in the future. So we will train people, of course, at our universities. We are um, strengthening the studies there. And we are open to do everything which is necessary to strengthen the whole also semiconductor ecosystem here in the region. Saxony's Minister of Science, Sebastian Gemko, accepted a remote interview with FTV. He said its government was to open the training center by 2026 at the earliest. The center will train 1,000 technicians each year. As for the liaison office, it's scheduled to open next month. The office will be tasked with de deepening exchanges and collaboration in the semiconductor sector and in training talent development. Taipei reported its second local case of dengue fever on Wednesday. The patient is a man in his 60s living in Wenshan district. He had not traveled recently to central or southern Taiwan or to foreign countries, leaving his infection source a mystery. The Taipei city government has established a response center for dengue, and disinfection efforts are underway. Meanwhile, a local charity has redoubled its efforts to clean the homes of disadvantaged households. In this old leaking apartment building, pots and pans fill the kitchen, becoming storage containers for still water. Volunteer cleaners are here to help a disadvantaged household. Their first move is to empty the containers. The bathroom floor is covered with grime, with pools of water that can be a breeding ground for mosquitoes. Volunteers apply layers of insecticide, getting deep in corners and between the tiles. No spot is left unsprayed. The places in this home that are most likely to collect water are the kitchen, the bathroom and the balcony. So today, we directed our cleaning efforts to the kitchen, balcony and bathroom. We had to scrub some of the water containers clean, and we cleaned and disinfected problematic areas. The cleaning frenzy comes after Taipei announced its second local case of dengue fever on Wednesday. The patient is a man in his 60s living in Wenshan district. He did not travel abroad or to central and southern Taiwan during his incubation period, leaving his infection source unknown. After his case was reported, Taipei City set up a response center and launched contact tracing. District leaders and borough wardens in all administrative districts are carrying out disinfection work in their neighborhoods. The afternoon showers we've seen recently cause water to accumulate in things like discarded trash, buckets, flower pots, and so on. So all that has to be cleaned up. So far this year, there have been more than 2,000 dengue fever cases in Taiwan, including in the north. On Wednesday, Taiwan reported its first local case of typhoid fever, a man in his 30s living in northern Taiwan. He's currently in the hospital for treatment. The patient did not travel recently and the source of his infection is unknown. Taiwan has seen six typhoid fever cases this year, five of them contracted abroad. 
A Taichung hospital is pioneering in the use of fat tissue to repair knee cartilage. At Tong's Taichung Metro Harbor Hospital, doctors can use the patient's own fat tissue to cultivate stem cells, which are then implanted into the knee to repair cartilage. This cutting-edge treatment can help certain patients avoid knee surgery. It can give relief from knee pain in as little as two weeks. Some fat was taken from my belly for cultivation. I have been playing for more than a year now and my knee no longer hurts. When traditional therapies are ineffective, then we start to consider cell-based therapy. This kind of therapy is not really about improving localized joint lubrication. It's more about promoting regrowth, the regrowth of the cartilage. Fat-derived stem cells can be used for degenerative arthritis, chronic wounds and subcutaneous tissue repair, important areas like these. But stem cell therapy isn't suited for all degenerative knee conditions. A professional evaluation by a doctor is needed to find the best course of treatment for each case. The Taiwan Stock Exchange soared on Thursday, driven by optimism over artificial intelligence. AI powerhouse NVIDIA had posted stellar Q2 earnings, sparking gains for its Taiwan suppliers. Contractors like TSMC, Honghai and Quanta all saw their shares skyrocket. The market closed up 1.17% to close at 16,770 points. NVIDIA CEO Jensen Huang is all smiles attending VMware Explore 2023 in Las Vegas. His company posted outstanding Q2 earnings on Wednesday, sending its shares up by 3% and driving a rally on Wall Street. It was also good news for NVIDIA's supply chain in Taiwan. According to market estimates, TSMC makes nearly 30,000 NT for every chip it sells to NVIDIA. TSMC stock price finished 12 NT higher on Thursday. Major supplier Honghai also got a boost, opening higher and seeing a sharp rise in volume. Quanta and other AI concept stocks were red hot leading gains in electronics, traditional industries, and finance. The TIEX opened higher and closed higher, ending up 193.97 points, or 1.17 percent, on turnover of 443.77 billion NT. Going by the available capital, the TIEX is expected to keep moving higher, because today the new Taiwan dollar appreciated significantly. Turnover on the TIEX rose to over 400 billion NT. This means that traders who were previously on the sidelines watching NVIDIA are now fully returning to the market. NVIDIA also announced optimistic forecasts for the third quarter and 2024, and what's more good news for Taiwan suppliers. Fueled by the AI frenzy, the TIEX had closed just shy of the 16,800-point barrier. Traders are watching to see if the market will clear its 60-day moving average. I think there's actually a chance, especially since U.S. exchanges like the Nasdaq and Philly Semiconductor Index will challenge their 60-day averages tonight. We should get some momentum for catch-up gains. From August 24th to 26, central bank leaders of the world will convene in the U.S. to discuss economic policy. The market is closely monitoring this key event, which could shape the trajectory of Taiwan stock. The Taiwan Expo is underway in Malaysia's Kuala Lumpur, featuring 170 Taiwan manufacturers.
The three-day event is organized by the Taiwan External Trade Development Council, which expects it to generate business opportunities worth 50 million U.S. or about 1.5 billion NT. Outside of Vietnam, Malaysia is the ASEAN nation with the fastest growth in Taiwan investment. In 2019, before the pandemic, Taiwan Expo created 40 million US dollars in business for Taiwanese companies. Of course, this time we want to surpass 50 million US dollars. To align with Malaysia's national policies, the Taiwan Expo will feature themes including smart medical care, the circular economy, and halal products. For Taiwan, Malaysia is a promising market. According to data from the Economics Ministry, foreign investments fell 23% globally during the three years of the pandemic. Malaysia was the only ASEAN nation to buck the trend, increasing its foreign investments by more than 2%. Taiwanese tech company Adventech is celebrating its 40th anniversary. The PC manufacturer has pivoted in the last 10 years to focus on smart tech. It's developing a wide variety of artificial intelligence applications and Internet of Things products. They're aimed as, at industries as diverse as medicine, manufacturing, retail, and transportation. Adventech executives say that the Internet of Things is the future of Taiwan's tech industry. When the bus driver is at the wheel and they start to talk on a phone or close their eyes with fatigue, this camera detects it and emits an alert to warn the control system. At this clothing shop, there is no need to scan each barcode individually. Just put your basket in the automatic cashier system and your whole checkout is over in less than a minute. As Adventech celebrates its 40th anniversary, it's tracing its history from industrial computers all the way to smart technologies in many fields, combining AI, the Internet of Things, and edge computing in smart transport, retail, and medicine. I want to change the name of our industry, change our vision of future development. The industrial computer was with the background of the PC, the PC age. The future is a different age. Edge computing is an important leading global industry, which will create huge developments for companies all throughout production chains. Adventech is working with suppliers like NVIDIA, AMD and Intel, as well as partnering with Microsoft to bring in generative AI to help factories operate more efficiently. Digital transformation is already a basic trend. If you don't do it now, you may fall behind. Automation and smart functions will save labor and related digital applications. Generative AI and its monitoring systems can answer questions like which building is the most energy efficient and which equipment should be adjusted. Experts think it will save power and labor in the future and contribute to the onset of smart manufacturing. A Taiwanese police officer has triumphed at the World Police and Fire Games. Luo Tzu snagged four golds and two silvers for, the ta for Taiwan at the friendly biannual games, beating off rivals from around the world. She thanked her coach and colleagues for helping her train for the event. She spoke to us about how it felt to have Taiwan's flag with her on the podium and to meet other professionals from all over the globe. Oh, Taiwan! 
Luo Tzu was already winning rivals' cheers with her pull-ups at the opening ceremony of the World Police and Fire Games. Once she got onto the track, the results of her rigorous training regimen were plain to see. Contestants ran 1,600 meters, then shot at a target, and then did it all again twice. This event is a test of strength, speed, and accuracy, and Luo took home the gold. She crossed the finish line first in a five-kilometer cross-country race to back her second gold. In the end, she came first in seven track and field events. Lua is an officer in the 5th Police Brigade of the National Highway Police Bureau. Her final haul of medals was four gold and two silver, for which she thanked not just her training routine, but also all her colleagues. The National Police Agency hired a coach to train us in each event, so I guess the training was quite solid. I have to thank my officers and seniors in the police force for taking on my duties so that I can come and compete without any anxieties. Luo says the games are a chance to meet other police officers from all over the world, and the events are a chance for citizen diplomacy. Most importantly, it's a place where she can make Taiwan visible to the world. I could put my own country's national flag on my back and see it flutter in the breeze on the field or on the podium. I was so excited to meet other police and fire officers from other countries. Luo is proud to be part of the police. She hopes that she can return to the Games in two years to add to her medal collection. A tropical depression east of the Philippines has turned into Soala, the ninth tropical storm of the year. It's currently moving slowly north-northeast. Forecasters say more observation is needed before determining its impact on Taiwan. Today, the tropical depression that's closer to Taiwan was upgraded to the ninth tropical storm of the year, Saola, at 2 p.m. in the afternoon. This storm is currently moving north. From Friday to Saturday, it will start drifting south, slowly forming a loop. Starting Friday, Saola will come under the influence of a tropical depression labeled TD11. Forecasters say Saola will be steered south to form a looping pattern. Next Tuesday, there's a chance it will be pushed to the west or northwest by a Pacific high-pressure system. This could slowly bring it closer to Taiwan. But forecasters say the exact path of the storm will depend on the intensity and location of the high-pressure system.